We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty Podcast. The Nor Boys are in the building. We are brought to you by Nor Whiskey at norwhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey at norwhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you do so. Responsibly. You got to do it responsibly, man. It's for the Culture Friday. And, you know, left, I'm on the message board over at Irish Breakdown. I see some things that kind of concern me at times. So, I, you know, I'm going to get into that. You know, we're going to talk about the NFL playoffs, how the San Francisco-Dallas Cowboys game is truly, truly a perfect recruiting tool for Harry Heastan. Mm. To all top offensive linemen in the classes of 24 and 25. Couldn't have said it better yourself. Absolutely. Kamani McClain, bro. Did anybody really think that he was going to choose Miami over Coach Prime? No. As a defensive back. But, like, that's why Marcus Freeman needs to start grabbing up some of the top linebackers in the country. He needs to start wow. playing his highlight tape on Twitter. Somebody needs to leak that highlight tape, show him how raw he is. But, I mean, he's brought in two top five linebacker classes. He did it when he was a defensive coordinator. He did it when he became a head coach. Yeah, but you don't get the, the credit. You need the number one linebacker. Not the recruiting. You need the number one line. See, that's why I disagree with you, and that's why we got to get our boy uh, from the athletic that was on with us before, man. He wrote a great article. Um, let me make sure I get the article right, bro. I saw this article last night, and I read a little bit. You know how somebody, look, <laughs> he's a vet. So, uh, Bruce Feldman, he was on our show before. Oh, yeah, I know Bruce Feldman. So, we got to get Bruce back on the show. He, he wrote, why is there a disparity in the CFB recruiting stars of NFL offensive and defensive studs? It's a great article, mm -hmm. right? And he, he talks about, yeah, you need five stars and four stars to win in college. But those five stars and four stars don't become the studs in the NFL. There's a fantastic article about all the top players and how they were all either two stars, three stars. And it really talks about what you're watching. 
And one of his case in points was Josh Jacobs. And he remembers watching Josh Jacobs as a Wildcat quarterback in high school. And wasn't really highly thought of in comparison to the rest of the guys that he came to Alabama with. But in football, man, a lot of times the the, the bloom on the flower really doesn't reach full potential until later in the game. You know, when, when you watch dominance in high school, it's usually because a young man physically is just better than everybody else, right? right. You have these other guys that are still, you know, coming into shape and rounding into form physically. So I'm going to try to get him on the show next week left to talk about this article, bro, because it, it was fantastic. Uh, he was not saying that you don't need four and five, or five stars to win championships. That was not the point of the art. Right. It, to me, it shows the difference in being a big fish in a little pond and, and, and becoming a big fish on the next level and what it takes to get to the next level. And maybe it's a mentality of kids that are five stars in high school that might not be willing to put in the necessary work to become that dude in the NFL because that's a totally different level. So if things if things come easy to you, some people are just not willing to put in that work, man. And it's, and it's a and it's, a, and it's a, um, gratification thing. You know, a lot of these four or five stars get the four or five stars gifts. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I, I think it's no different than how Ezekiel Elliott signed for fifty million or Jalen Smith signed for fifty million. You know, it just it's no way it doesn't impact your mental or hunger for the game. J. Cole just dropped a song where he was saying, you know, he's worried about him getting some great bars when he's he's not worried about where his meal is coming from next. He said, How do I stay hungry when I'm not worried about when my next meal is coming in? So, you know, trying to take on that challenge of being full but still being hungry. I think a lot of four or five stars deal with that, especially uh, when things are all going right. Mm-hmm. A lot of times with two or three stars, you're so uh, doubted against so much that, you know, you usually don't see the results until, you know, later in your career where you start, you know, gaining the skill and getting better to where they get that second contract and now you're on top of the game. But let's not make a mistake, though. Most guys that are, doing well in the league that we know of we're also doing well in college as a four or five star yeah yeah so once again we're, we're efforting to get bruce feldman on he was on with us previously hopefully we can get him on next week because i think it's a fantastic article to really talk about you know with college and making the transition and it connects in my opinion to why we see the transfer portal which closed on yesterday as hot as it's ever been on this year man because the business aspect of viewing yourself on the next level and left, you know, unfortunately due to injuries, uh, you didn't have a fair assessment slash opportunity to really go through that. I would say, and really assess things to what it would have really taken for you to be successful on the next level. But at the end of the day, you know, the decision to stay or go. I'm shocked Jared Verse, which Jared Verse was a 
top 15 pick in the NFL draft, bro, this year and chose to come back. Kids don't do that. <laughs> Kids don't do it. Travis ATN probably was a late first-round pick, and he wanted to come back and play with his boy Trevor Lawrence. It's just very they got from the same team, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And then, and, yeah, like I said, I mean, you know, you know, Big Pat is going to have to send them home this weekend, but. Listen, I know a lot of people think that, but we have a number one pick quarterback ourselves. It'd be different if it was a guy like Dak Prescott who's going home this week. Fourth round guy, never should have made it, but we got the number one quarterback, number one pick. He's supposed to be rivaling Pat Mahomes. Who is we? Jacksonville. When did you all of a sudden become a Jacksonville fan? And I have always been a Jacksonville fan. I'm Here a Joe Burrow fan when it comes Here to the Eagles. I've always been a Jacksonville. You see Dude. me wearing a sweatshirt. Man, I'm going to put a new segment on this show for you called the bandwagon, dude. You see me wearing a sweatshirt. Man, Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, man. All about great content. Leave five stars. Leave your comments. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it. Now you're just, we spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now... Now you are a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. Listen, I've always been a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. It's just obviously we've never talked about it because we were the number one pick last year. And I was a I'm obviously a Joe Burrow fan because I'm you know close to Cincinnati, but my team is Jacksonville and we're on the come up. I'm definitely not a fair weather fan because I'm a Jacksonville fan. I was a Jacksonville fan when we played Tom Brady and they cheated us when we were supposed to go to Super Bowl. 
that off year. It was definitely off year because we couldn't do it again. We had Blake Bortles. Who's talking about Jacksonville with Blake Bortles under the center? Come on, man. They didn't give me nothing to talk about. And then we got the first draft, first pick of the draft, first quarterback pick of the draft, number one pick. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be doing this for Pat. Pat's supposed to be worried about him. He's not. Sunshine. He's not. He only lost four games in his He's entire not. career up into the NFL. He's not. I saw an interesting stat about him, though. You know, he's undefeated on Saturday in his career. What do you mean? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has never lost on Saturday in high school, college, and the pros. He's never lost on Saturday. He a real one. That's why I'm like, this game is closer than what people think. We have an actual capable quarterback. No, did I say say it was about to be a blowout? I said y'all about to go home. No, no, no. We're sitting see, now, now, I, now I can say y'all. Since you claiming them, since you claiming them now, I can make it personal now. Y'all about to go home. How? I don't care how y'all get that private jet, train, <laughs> rental cars. I don't care how y'all get back to Jacksonville. We're sitting home. So first of all, we're hot right now, and it's about the hottest team winning. We have a great defense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have a number one, Travion Walker. He's doing great. Mm-hmm. Got the guy from Josh Allen from Kentucky. He's doing great. Mm-hmm. Got Christian Kirk, mm-hmm. Zay uh, uh, from uh, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. We got a squad. Mm-hmm. And we're sending Pat Mahomes home. Mm-hmm. We were so good. We threw four picks in the first you half. You realize Pat Mahomes is already home, right? We're sending him to his other home down the street. His palace, his his half a billion dollar palace. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert gives him fits, so I'm not worried about what Patrick Mahomes worried about. Just See what your boy Brandon Gilbert said. You seen Duval be on my chest with my sweatshirts? Come on, maybe a picture of little Duval, but I ain't never seen Duval. On As any anybody era, knows, bro. you know I'm a Jacksonville fan. Is obviously it's been nothing to talk about for so long. But now we're in the playoffs. It's time. Yeah. It's time. Okay. And I got Joe Burrow and the others, you know, doing his thing in Buffalo. I, I like how you hedge your bet. <laughs> I like how you hedge your bet. So either, but basically what you're saying is either way, one of your boys is getting to the Super Bowl. No, it's not even about that. It's not even about that. No, no, because what you're saying is it's going to be the Jags and the Bengals in the AFC oh, Championship game. That'd be amazing. That's what you're saying. Because you said yeah. Pat, you said Pat is going home. Pat's definitely going home. I already know you picking Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Well, no, Joe Burrow's picking Joe Burrow. Josh is okay. Just so like man. once again, like I said, you're predicting an AFC championship of the Bengals and the Jaguars. So you hedged your bet to make sure one of your No, 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 hedge it. It just happened that I, way. I don't put no, it, together. It, it just happened that way. I don't put the playoffs together. Okay. All right. All right, that's, that's Lucky Lefty Podcast. Left, boy, I tell you, you're a heck of a businessman, bro, because you can negotiate with the best of them. <laughs> you can negotiate with the best. Jacksonville just happens to be in the playoffs this year, finally, my favorite team, so I have to cheer for them. Look, it's top five day, right? And top let me tell five. you, top five day. Let me tell you the inspiration for this on for, for the Culture Friday right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast. 
We're going to talk about the top five pieces for Notre Dame to win a championship next year. Top five pieces for Notre Dame to win a championship next year, right? And then we're going to talk about the top five games of the schedule. Top five games of the schedule. And we might throw in some games outside of Notre Dame that we look forward to like, hmm, this is something I might watch. Then, of course, we're going to give our predictions. Well, he's already given his predictions for the AFC. (laughs) AFC, the best conference right now. It's the best conference. They got all the most exciting quarterbacks. It is. The AFC is the best conference. NFC is like old and nobody wants to see NFC win. Mm. AFC has the new generation quarterbacks. Mm. Did the NFC NFC win last year in the Super Bowl? You're talking about one team. Mm. We're talking about what conference is better. Mm. (laughs) Did the NFC win the year before that in the Super Bowl? Look, if the NFC, NFC you because you keep you keep you keep running your mouth. I'm right? just saying you you're talking about one. Are we talking mouth. about conferences or we're talking about teams? Well, you keep one saying team can be good in the conference. Okay, one team can be good in the conference. The 49ers are way better than anybody in the NFC. So basically, you're saying that the SEC can't say. They've dominated the play, dominate the playoffs because there's only been three teams that really have gotten to the playoffs for them. Well, you know, Ohio State can be in there, Clemson can put their hat in there, but the SEC has is two teams in there every every time. So for people to say Clemson is the ACC, no, because they've only been hot for what six, seven years. Okay, so what other ACC football program can you even? Promote at this point. At this point, North Carolina, Drake May. Stop. He just got there last year. What are you talking Drake, about? Drake May will have the team in the top 25 spot this year. So, I mean, that's yeah. relevant. Okay. He will. He'll have him like top 15. I mean, you know. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh man, it's Friday. I see you on one today. Oh you, my goodness. You, I'm just you, saying the better. You've had a lot of rain out there recently. The sky must be clear. You must be hitting a rooftop later on. You <laughs> you're in a real good mood, boy, because you out here selling some wolf tickets today. You oh, out here selling wolf tickets, talking about I wear Duval t shirts all the time. I, I got the sweat. No, I gotta wear the sweatshirt on. It's hard when you when you're not good. You know, what do we celebrate? We not good. Nothing to talk about. So, man, your boys, Jimmy Smith and Keenan McCardell, those are your boys, right? I'm just saying, like, I like, look. That's why you wore Is that why you wore eight, Mark Brunel? We talked about David Garrard. I'm Brian just asking Lefkowitz. you. It's not, is, is Mark Brunel the reason you wore number eight Mark as Brunel a left-handed is a quarterback? all-time lefty. He's in the ring of Jacksonville's Hall of Fame, all of that. I'm just saying, Jacksonville, I liked it when they had David Garrard. Remember we talked about that? You said I remember David Garrard. I, I do. Ryan Leftwich, Mark Brunel. I mean, this is a squad now. Maurice Jones, Drew. Remember, Fred Taylor. Stop it, man! Stop it, man! Stop it, man! 
We had a great team. Back when we beat Pittsburgh, remember that? We was an 8-18. Eight eight we went to Pittsburgh. I love the way you're using that personal pronoun, boy. <laughs> you, you're owning it, too. You're owning it. We. Yes, we. Remember when we. We. we went all the way to Pittsburgh, cold night in Pittsburgh. Nobody thought we was going to win. I had to sit and had to sit Ben Roethlisberger down at home, eight and eight. Yo, David Moore did that. Somebody just challenged you, bro. I don't have a hoodie here right now, but you know I had the hoodie oh, on two days ago. There we go. Oh, here we go. We can move on. We can move on. They hate. They just hate. So let me tell you what inspired this, bro. I'm on the message board at Irish Breakdown, and. uh And look, I'm going to say this too, right? Let me just say this. The thing that makes us different is that what just happened doesn't happen on most other shows. We can literally talk about anything and make it entertaining. <laughs> That's the yeah. chemistry. So I need people in the chat to relax because every show we do is centered around Notre Dame. Whether it's for 50 minutes, whether it's for 40 minutes, whether it's for 30 minutes. But enjoy the show. Because that's what we put on. <laughs> we put on the show. Because right, I had too many people. I had too many people. People in the questions talking about, I don't care about the NFL playoffs. Well, then turn the channel. Because we're going to talk about it. Because it interests us. And Notre Dame got a lot of guys in the NFL, so you should be interested. And we, and we turn the NFL playoffs into a promo for Harry Heastan. We always bring it back to Notre Dame. All the time. The like game couldn't be played without Harry Heastan and getting the Cowboys 49. Oh. Couldn't be played. They could Good roll guys please, out man. there. Some people choose happiness, like I said the other day, man. Just choose to be happy. It's okay. It's okay to talk about other things and center it around the main topic. That's what professional broadcasting is all about. I promise you, go listen to any top radio show. It's what they do. So, like I said, or like I was saying, I was on the message board and I guess somehow, some way, top five rappers of all time came up on Irish Breakdown. And I guess, guess Brian Driscoll gave his top five. So everybody else started giving their top five rappers of all time. So that was the that, that was the inspiration. Because I was like appalled by some of the lists that I saw. I was absolutely appalled. I was appalled. I was like, how dare you put that person in the top five? And it was one person in particular that appalled me the most. But I know that's like a controversial individual to talk about who you gotta tell me now yeah, we'll, we'll get to it but what inspired me was i think top five pieces for a championship in notre dame is controversial as well because you know who would be at number one for me who al washington yeah i mean but but you know that's because you're well-versed in the team, though. Most people wouldn't say that, but that's definitely the number one concern. That, that young defensive line, look, you've had a full season with those young defensive linemen. 
and they're going to have another offseason with Matt Bayless. That rushing yards per game has to be solved yeah. immediately. Yeah. It has to get solved. They can't without the D line. Oh, we talk about Sam Hartman and all that other stuff, bro. We got to solve that immediately. And that might be controversial because a lot of people already know. A lot of people want to throw Tommy right at the top of the list. Tommy has solved the quarterback recruiting issues. Yep. Tommy went and got a top-notch quarterback for next year. Yep. And Tyler Buckner has gotten better. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to sit and wait. Yeah, we can sit and wait on Tommy. I'm going to sit and wait on Tommy. But we still know without even having a play, the D-line needs to be fixed. Man, look here, man. And you got to get Justin Scott. Yeah, we got. Yeah, you just got to. It's, yeah. it's too much. It's all encompassing. It's all yeah. encompassing. It's not just on the field. It's recruiting. Yeah, it's too much. It's, it's development. It's too much going on right now. That's key yeah. to Notre Dame taking this next step. And he's right in the crosshairs of it all. Of what's going to make us the championship Absolutely. level or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like an important part of being the. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, Al Washington is that first. That piece right there, that's top five. That's that's top five. Left, number two. For you or me? For me? No, we're going to do this together. Okay, yeah. My second concern, I really want to see, obviously, how we get a form an identity offensively. Mm. Because it's one thing to have a bunch of ingredients. But if you don't know how to put it together to make that soup right, you can burn it. And then all them good quality ingredients can go to waste. Mm. So we're going to have to see how Tommy's gumbo water tastes. Because, you know, we got the fresh crab, king crab. At the quarterback position, we got some king crab, mm-hmm. some nice, some nice uh, potatoes and sausage in the receiver room. Mm-hmm. We got the rice and you know, but if that gumbo water is bad, Tommy, you don't have your measurements right. Mm. You got too much water, not enough old bays. Too much water, not enough salt and pepper. That roux it's ain't gonna, right. It's roux. gonna taste what bland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a bland offense, 80th in the country. How you 80th in the country and you the top 15? How? <laughs> Things that can't happen. So that would be my second one. How is how is the offensive identity be formed early and often? That's something we talked about yesterday. Run versus pass at Notre Dame. What happens? Do we get pass happy because Oh, man, now we got a quarterback and we just leave our identity or the identity that Marcus Freeman said he wanted to lay, which is run the ball and stop the run. Notre Dame has yet to stop the run. Yeah. Consistently. That's, that's the next step. They've shown they can run the ball, especially in big games. But can they stop the run? Can you and- stop the run? And that, like you said, it involves D linemen, but it also, which is another step, is who in that linebacker room is going to run the room? 
is that linebacker room going to be ready with the inexperience? Because behind the D-line that needs fixing is that linebackers that need to make plays. That's number three. That's number three. Yeah. Because we're tired of hearing about it. Tired. Tired of hearing about how great the linebacker class is from a recruiting standpoint. Tired of it. You got to do some things. You got to do some things. We got to see it. We have to see it. Now, I will give credit to J.D. Bertrand, right? He played better at the end of the year. You saw his leadership, especially when they played the youngsters a lot more. He stepped up. J.D. Bertrand, you know, and I know most people will be like, eh, I want to see somebody else. J.D. Bertrand is going to be on the field the vast majority of the time in 2023. Forget what we think. The people inside that building feel like he has tremendous value. We just need J.D. Bertrand to consistently give us what he gave us at the end of the season. Like, I don't need early season J.D. Bertrand. I don't. I don't. He's played enough football to be able to consistently give you the performance that he gave you down the stretch and into the bowl game. And it's going to be vitally, vitally important that he does that. Vitally important that he does that. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Also, Lucky Lefty Podcast on YouTube. Hit the notification bell. Smash that like button. Share, let everybody know about the Lucky Lefty Podcast, all of our great videos and great content. We just put one up. Luck dropped his top five offenses. It's too early. Top five offenses in 2023. Podcasts available once again, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. Just talked to my brother John Garcia Jr. earlier today. Man, got some great content. He just dropped a great podcast talking about the transfer portal and also Kamani McClain's commitment to Colorado. You already know. Along with Lefty Lucky Lefty Podcast, we spin it different. So we're going to get to some of your questions as well towards the end of the show. We're on number three. Number three were the linebackers. Left, number four. Well, I'll go ahead and throw number four out there for left. (laughs) Number four is freaking Charlie Jones. Freaking Charlie Jones. What does that mean? Somebody's going to have to step up in that wide receiver room. Somebody's going to have to become a dude. Somebody's going to have to intimidate opposing secondaries. Somebody's going to have to give Sam Hartman that target that he can depend on. Tyler Buckner, that target that he can depend on. Somebody's going to have to approach 1,000 yards and receiving. 
Somebody. Somebody should approach double-digit touchdowns. Too much talent, too many stars. Go get it done. Chancey Stuckey, love, love what I saw at times from the wide receivers. I know the wide receivers at Notre Dame are going to block and support the running game. We all know that. We all know that. They have a history of doing that. We feel confident, very confident, that that's going to happen. But the route running, the vertical threats, the drag routes, the deep ends, which seem to be Deion Cozy's favorite route, all of those need to come into fruition. And I don't want to hear anything, right? Because according to the fan base and everybody, everything has been solved because Sam Hartman is the quarterback. That was the buzz, right? Right? That was the buzz. Everything offensively has been solved because Sam Hartman is here. Bring the Heisman to South Bend. Bring the national title trophy to South Bend. Bring it all because Sam Hartman's here. Look, man, you got to make plays, right? I just saw a wide receiver win two championships and jump into the transfer portal. A wide receiver that caught a touchdown in every playoff game in the last two years for the University of Georgia. Go look at his stats. He wasn't targeted a lot, but when he got his moment, he made the plays. That's it. Are we going to have a guy that's going to get over 50 receptions? Might we have a wide receiver that gets over 70 receptions? Who knows? One thing's for sure. At the end of the day, you're going to need two to three guys that can make plays in the biggest games, in the biggest moments. It's needed. It's flat out needed. I feel like the wide receiver room offensively, I feel if a car was representative or represented the Notre Dame offense, the driver for the longest time hasn't been able to see over the steering wheel. And the wide receivers that have been the tires, man, we've been <laughs> we've been driving on spares. We've been driving around on spares with a driver that can't see over the steering wheel. That's an erratic offense all over the place. <laughs> Weaving in and out. That's been a Notre Dame offense. Last but not least, number five. I thought about this. We thought about this and discussed it. There could be a lot to this, right? There could be a lot to this. I thought about, hmm, Marcus Freeman could go at five because he, he still has to grow as a head coach. Then I thought, well, Harry Heastan could be at five because he's going to have to figure out how to replace a leader like Jared Patterson, a senior at right guard like Josh Love. 
He's going to have to find a way to take care of that interior part of the offensive line, which is key, not only in pass pro, but in run blocking. But then I looked and I said, you know, it's this one thing. Brian Mason has to stack years and not only continue to do great things in special teams, but now we need to see diversity. It's every time Notre Dame had big time years, they had big time threats in the return game. This is why I went ahead and threw this at five. And a lot of people said, man, Brian Mason was one of the best coaches. His unit was arguably the best unit on the team. You're right. But we're talking about getting to a national championship. Notre Dame's going to have to stack that. They're going to have to stack another great year on special teams. And not only do that, surpass what they did last year. Now, that doesn't mean block as many punts. But I need block punts, right? I need a field goal kicker that's a little bit more efficient than Blake Groupie. I need a punt. Uh, um, I need a punter that's going to be just as efficient as John Sott or even better. I need a punt returner that strikes fear. I don't just want the punt block to strike fear. I want the, the threat of the punt block and the threat that if we get this off, then we have to worry about the punt returning. And I want two dudes back there on kickoff. So no matter what side you kick to, it's a problem. That's what we need. That's what we need at Notre Dame. Because every now, time Notre Dame... Evan Hester, Joshua Cribs type of guy. Man, it has value. It has value. I will say this. If you had a more elusive punt returner this year with speed, they probably take two or three to the house. Yeah, because we got Brian Mason. Because I think the opportunities were there. Brandon Joseph was just... Man, Brandon Joseph was like, you know how you play somebody? He, was he wasn't there. Yeah, you know how you play somebody? EA Sports was Madden or NCAA football, and they get injured, and you decide to still play them instead of putting them on the reserve, injured reserve list or the injured list. Yeah. And they only can run at like 70% of their real speed. That was like Brandon Joseph on pump return. Yeah, I don't know how he got elected as the pump return because I'm pretty sure we got some – more dynamic players that could have made plays. So, I don't What's know. That? Is that a Duval t-shirt you got on, bro? No, it's not a Duval t-shirt. I had okay. to take my sweatshirt off. I had a okay. baby emergency. You know, those are the jag colors you got on. They're not. That's this a little is, teal. The color of the water in the pool in the Jacksonville Stadium. Oh, okay. Because I saw the little teal in your t-shirt. I mean, I thought maybe you went and found some proof. No, nah, I got was. proof now. You'll see the proof all week once we win. Oh, Oh, that's St. Patty Mahomes packet. <laughs> I don't know, man. You, you secretly have something against Pat Mahomes, too. I don't know what it no, is. No, no, no. I love Patty Mahomes. Just Joe Burrow's 3-0 and against him. That's all. Yeah. So, went ahead and you left. 
when you left, we left off on the linebackers. Number four, wide receivers, bro. Oh, I, call, yeah. I called it the Charlie, the freaking Charlie Jones part of the show. <laughs> Look, bro, I've never seen a wide receiver core get out produced by one out produced by one player. All that scholarship money. Think about all that scholarship money we spent on the receiver room. That's like five, ten million dollars. If you add it all up, right? Carry the one, you know. He said carry the one. <laughs> That's about ten million dollars in scholarships and Charlie Jones? Man. How much it costs to go to Purdue? Fifty thousand, maybe? Less than that. That's how much it costs to get production. Less than fifty thousand. We spending millions in getting out produced by one guy. Not a room. Not the produce even room. Because if we had the other receivers in the room, it'd probably be even crazy. Like last year, we were happy to see release packages, bro. You know Think about that. That's that's what Chancey Stucky was coming into. Think about right? that. Not Devontae Smith, not coming off a high you know, Devontae Smith at Alabama receiver. No, you got a well, you got one of your wide receivers, your senior wide receiver, talking about he's going to YouTube to look at you know run routes. Jerry Judy packages. talking about that? No, that was Avery Davis. No, I'm just saying, just imagine Alabama receivers with oh, Jalen Waddle, oh, right. boy. Oh, yeah, no. man, going into the season. No. Yeah, I, I'm named Jalen Waddle. My first time learning about a release package was. What? You know, and then the springtime came, and then the fall came, and then we heard this. Uh, well, this is the fastest I've ever felt. Um, so I, you know, I, I'm always gonna feel the most confident in my speed. Um, more than anything, I, I feel uh, most confident in kind of the, my release packages more so now than in the past. Um, I kind of, you know, I want press that plays to my advantage, and you know, being able to be technical at the line, and then being able to use my speed. Um, it's a huge advantage to myself. It's not something that I've had in my arsenal as much in the past, whether it be my legs, or my arms, whatever the issue is, or whether it be just lack of overall technique. Um, but now, so I, I feel that you know, playing at the line of scrimmage with the DB plays to my advantage because if I beat him at the line, I, I feel very few, if any, can run with me. So, okay. We get it. Chancey stuck his first year. Chancey had a lot to deconstruct, bro. But look, you had seniors that had been there saying, look, I don't know what is my arms, my legs, whatever the struggle was. The technique just wasn't there. I didn't even know I was this fast. I... <laughs> you five years in not knowing that? So, hey, there were plenty of injuries in that room last year. They kept young men off the practice field. Hopefully another offseason. Some more strength. We can see even greater technique, even better route running, and hopefully more production. I look, I set the bar low left. I said, I just want a receiver that can get 50 receptions. That's it. That's it. Just give me 50. I'm cool with that. Just give me 50 and spread it around. Because there's plenty of options. Plenty of options in that room. You got big body Caleb Smith. You got Tobias Merriweather, your big play guy. I mean, we have a range. Deion Cozy. Jaden Thomas. Jr. returning to his form. Jaden Thomas. You saw him come on middle of the season, bowl, all the way through the bowl game. 
dependable. Look, who do you think Sam Hartman's going to fall in love with, though? I think naturally it's going to be Caleb Smith because that's his transfer guy. Mm. I think that would be some connection there. But Sam Hartman has a plethora of guys he can choose from, from a Styles to a Cosley to a Thomas to a Smith. He can get the young. I don't even think he'll be involved that much more through uh, with the with the Braylon James and the Jaden Gray House. I think that's more of a Kenny Minchie's guys he'll be working with in terms of primarily reps taken. But I can see a Jordan Greyhouse maybe sneaking into a one, one or two rotations into like maybe a team period or, um, you know, your one on one periods. Uh, he tries to get up to the front matchup with some of the quarterbacks. Um, but Caleb Smith, I really do believe, is going to be his his number one guy just due to they transferred together. They probably had a lot of talks coming in, and uh, I think Tommy's going to reward both of those guys. By at least getting them involved in a lot of things together. Man, little man's punch is getting a little more powerful, bro. It's getting a little stronger. It's getting a little stronger, boy. That duffel bag is getting closer. <laughs> duffel bag is getting closer. Marcus Freeman got to hit you up a little sooner. <laughs> Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. Those are our top five. Fifth for me, left. A lot of people, we have some great people in the chat. Some people brought up Al Golden. I mentioned the continued maturation of Marcus Freeman, but ultimately I settled on Brian Mason and special teams getting even better. Oh yeah, yeah, and going beyond the punt blocks because them being them being a flashpoint was more than we've had in a long time from our special teams unit. Mm-hmm. So that that just shows we we're just happy to have anything now that we're getting some life. Let's let's really turn it up. And have some returns and everything with it. So Brian Mason reminded us that we have a third unit to this Notre Dame team. <laughs> and uh and, and that third team is, is productive and can change game and change life for us in the season, make it a lot less hard on our offense and defense of being so perfect. Yeah. You know, defense have had a lot of weight on the shoulders. I think you're getting more of a, a one-third split as opposed to a, a Uneven one. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. It's for the Culture Friday. We're doing our top fives. We just gave you the top five most important things for a championship for Notre Dame in 2023. Top five things that we need. Coming up next, Left, we're going to dig into what caused this inspiration for today's show. We're going to talk some NFL playoffs, Notre Dame style. And then we motivated people yesterday. That's what we do. That's how you know that you're doing things right when you impact the culture. And based upon the comments we got after yesterday's show and some of the tweets I saw, we impact the culture more than we even thought. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we Spin it. Spin it different. different.